You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 68, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says, when all else fails, just do you. And joining me on today's show is Christy Demetrakis. Christy is the founder and the president of The Empowered Speaker, a company dedicated to helping people overcoming limiting fears to achieve greater sales, grow as leaders, and improve their ability to communicate for maximum results. Christy's passionate about empowering others, that's you, to achieve your dreams and walk in your purpose. Her empowering and inspirational spirit shines through in her books, Faith to Conquer Fear, Inspiration to Achieve Your Dreams, and her newest book, Faith to Conquer Fear, The Journey. Now on today's show, Christy is going to share the art, A-R-T, of conquering fear. She's going to talk about clarity of purpose and why that's so important. And also she's going to talk about just do you, something many of us hesitate to do at times, I think, but once we do, uh, incredible things happen. Welcome to the show, Christy. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. I'm glad to be here. This is the second time we've interviewed you on the Podcast Network. The previous show, I believe, was Women in Leadership. And it was interesting because you started talking about uh, faith and about God. And I thought, oh, I must check in. Are you a Christian too? And as soon as I found out, I said, Christy, you need to come on, on this show because what you're talking about today, I think, is so important because many faith-driven Christian entrepreneurs have a message to share, yet they're not stepping out and sharing that message because they fear getting up and speaking in front of a group. Yes? Yes, absolutely. And I think it is so important to your point. I was so excited when we did the last podcast. And just before we did that, I think I was looking on your page or your website or yes, somewhere, and yes. I saw you were just about to launch this, and I went, I hope she asked me to be a part of that. <laughs> That's my space. Yeah. Um, so I was so excited. So to hear this is show number 68. It's yes. pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, it's such been a very fabulous. Short period of time. Yeah, thank you so very much. Just give people, if you will, a, a bit of a background on how you got into your business because many of us, as we're sharing our journeys, when we look backwards, we can re connect the dots and we can really see God's, um, you know, moving in our life and, and, and having situations and, and maybe sometimes even challenges, but projects that really do lead us down the path to where we're finding we're really living our calling and our purpose. Yeah. How is that for you? And you know, here, here's the thing I will say before I give you my background. Mm. It is always evolving. Yes. <laughs> it is all, and I'm sure you can attest to that yourself. It mm -hmm. is always evolving. But my background very quickly is I um, have worked in corporate America for 25 years. I still do. I work for Procter & Gamble in sales capability, which is our training organization. And um, so when I graduated from UNC Chapel Hill, I know, poor Tar Heels right now. I know we didn't make March Madness for those. You probably don't even look at that where you are. But okay, basketball, bad story. Okay, Anywho, there you go. we didn't do very well this year. <laughs> um, but when I graduated from UNC Chapel Hill, I graduated with a degree in speech communications and radio television. And my goal was to be 
on somebody's television station. I wanted to be a news anchor. And then I had an internship and I realized they didn't make enough money <clears throat> to uh, support the lifestyle to which I was accustomed or to which my parents <laughs> were affording me. And so I ended up in sales. Mm. But all the while um, I was in sales, I was always thinking about I really wanted to be a speaker. And at the time that I was in college, there wasn't the there wasn't the Internet. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't see people like Les Brown and Tony Robbins and those folks that that were doing the thing I thought I really wanted to do. Yeah. And so I went down this path in corporate America, which I've been, you know, been very successful at. Mm -hmm. But all the while in the back of my mind and in my heart, I knew there was something else I wanted to be doing. And for 13 years, I would talk about that with my mom mm -hmm. and I was moving all over the country. My family and I were moving and it seems like twice a week we were having this conversation, but you know, as time goes, you, now you've had a kid. Now you've mm -hmm. had a second kid. You have a house, you have a car, you have another car, you have a dog. I mean, mm -hmm. all these things that just make it more and more difficult for you to just step out and do that thing. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up joining a Toastmasters organization when I was living in Arkansas. And I had never joined Toastmasters. And for people who are not familiar, Toastmasters is an international organization that focuses on public speaking skills and leadership skills. Mm -hmm. And so I joined Toastmasters. I said, this will be cool, you know, to do. And when I joined, they give you this, they send you this magazine, Toastmasters magazine every month. And not, not long after I joined, I saw a, an advertisement for a woman who was looking to certify her speaker's training camp program. She had created it over the last 20 years. And this was like a franchise for her. So she was certifying instructors. And so I was one of the first eight instructors that she certified. And I loved the program because it did a couple of things. Number one, it, it gave me the materials for the thing that I knew how to do on my own. I just didn't want to take the time to create. Mm -hmm. And it was the same work that I was doing in college for free. I mean, people would come to me all the time and say, Christy, can you train me on this before my next class and my drop? And so I was doing the work anyway. Yes. Uh, but I just didn't have, I just didn't do that thing mm -hmm. to, you know, to really jumpstart it. And so that gave me the jumpstart to be able to start my business. And so I started the Empowered Speaker and the Empowered Speaker at that time uh, was really um, created to be a public speaking presentation skills training course mm. to do just that. So I was training companies. I was, uh, you know, contracted with companies, teaching their people to improve their presentation skills. And so that went on. And after a while, I said, you know, Christy, if you're going to be serious about this whole speaking thing, mm. you probably need some product to sell because every good speaker, as you know, right, you go to every <laughs> yes. conference and they have something to sell. Yeah, exactly. And I said, I have nothing to sell. And so I said, ah, I should write a book. And I did. And so that was where my first book, Faith to Conquer Fear, Inspiration to Achieve Your Dreams, came from. Yeah. And that book is, is all about uh, inspiration, mm. purely inspirationist quotes and anecdotes and biblical references, really to inspire people to do what it is that God has called them to do. And what's so funny about that book, and I always say God has jokes, mm. is while I wrote the book for other people, mm -hmm. I really ended up writing the book for myself. And what I realized in the writing of that book is that my true passion was really in helping people to achieve their God-given dream. Mm. Stop procrastinating. What is it that we want to go do? Mm -hmm. What has God called us to do? And let's go do that. And so my focus started to shift a little bit, mm -hmm. but I was in that state of confusion because I had, my equity was in public speaking and, and, and presentation skills training, right? I could do mm -hmm. that in my sleep, but my call was on this, starting to get to this spiritual faith-based side that I was mm -hmm. like, oh, goodness. I have no idea what to do with this. Mm. So I know what to do over here, which is comfortable, 
I have no idea what to do over here. And so um, I literally for years, I went back and forth trying to make the two fit. Mm. How can I bring what I know about it, you know, public speaking presentation skills to this faith-based side of me? And I just could not make them perfectly match. Mm -hmm. And I remember I ended up hiring a marketing coach and, I'm, and my whole thing was, I need you to help me figure out how to do this thing. Yes. And it, did you have something to say? No, I'm intrigued. Oh, okay. And you know why, <laughs> you know why I, I, I love this off. story um, is because you know, so my many whole people. thing was, how do, how do I do this thing? Right. I, I'm passionate about this faith-based helping people walk in their purpose. I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. And I paid a lot of money and she didn't know either. <laughs> she just kept trying oh. to say, make it work, make it work. It fits, it works, it fits, it works. And I kept saying, it doesn't mm. fit. Yeah. It, I, I, it's not working, not the way I intended. And ironically, years later mm. now, because mm. I wrote, I published the first book in 2010, I ended up joining an organization called the E-Women Network. And um, in this network, when you join, you get, they have premier success coaches. Mm -hmm. And when you join, you get, I think uh, two complimentary sessions with success coaches of your choice. And it was, it had been about a year, year and a half that I had joined and I had never tapped into these success coaches and something, right. Mm -hmm. Something said, you should reach out to one of these coaches. You utilize the benefits that you have. And so I reached out to this one person. I mean, when I tell you it was random, mm -hmm. just random. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm literally going through the list. Eh, mm -hmm. You know, mark up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I picked this one lady and this lady her tag name was Spunky Old Broad. <laughs> really? Spunky wow. Old Broad. And, and I mean, God bless her heart, she's about 80 years old. Oh. <laughs> so it was a fitting, fitting title. And, you know, and her expertise was, was marketing. And mm. I said, okay, maybe she can figure this out. So we, it took us three weeks to even connect. And we finally got on the phone and she said, you're a hard woman to, co to connect with. And I said, well, actually, I think you were the one that was the problem, but it's okay. We're here. Mm -hmm. And unlike me, I really did not even prepare for the call mm -hmm. because I just knew, I said, you know what? I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get on the phone. I'm going to basically say my name. She's going to try to sell me for the next 29 minutes mm -hmm. on why I should buy one of her products or services. And so I went into the call, just not even prepared, wasn't mm -hmm. prepared to ask a question. I just... And so she, and we got on the phone and she says, okay, we have 30 minutes. What do you want to talk about? Well, dog, I mean, <laughs> I'm not even ready for you. And I don't know what I said. I made up something. I don't know what I said, but she says, she helped me out. She said, well, I've been looking at your website and you've got this and you've got this. They're not the same and you need to make a choice. And when she said that, I'm telling you, I was sitting in the walls of Procter and Gable. In, a, in one of our huddle rooms and tears just started streaming down my face because I knew finally somebody had seen what I had been seeing and struggling with mm -hmm. for years. Yes. And at that time, when she, when she said that I literally did a 180. Mm -hmm. I changed my website. I had the whole faith to conquer fear focus and, mm -hmm. and I was feeling really, really good about it. Um, and so she, in just that 30 minutes, yes. absolutely helped me to come to, what I knew to be true, mm -hmm, but she mm -hmm. also validated me. And I don't think she even knew it, uh, yeah. but she validated what I knew. And she, and it wasn't any less scary, right? Because I still didn't know what to do <laughs> with this side, right? Yes. It wasn't any less scary, uh, but it was validation. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I got to the place of 
the business. It's it has morphed mm -hmm. over time. And then I've you know I've written a second book now. Wrote, released that last year, um, and it and and it continues to evolve. It continues to change. And I have to continually get over my fear. And mm -hmm. as as a woman actually prayed um, yesterday in church over me, and she mm -hmm. said, "There's still a reluctance mm -hmm. for you to speak." what people want to and need to hear mm -hmm. about God from you. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I'm still evolving, mm -hmm. you know, to fully embracing, you know, I've, I've done a lot of things, right. I've written the books and I do the radio show, all those things. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. I still have to continue to do what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. And not be afraid of that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of uh, women and men, but particularly women that I've spoken to over the years have been in that transition where they too are trying to integrate, if you will, what they're really an expert in, which is a lot of the skills and strength and knowledge through corporate and mm -hmm. what they've developed. And then how can they bring the faith element into it? And it was that decision to come to, to the point where they said, you know what, I'm not going to make an excuse. I'm not going to hide. I'm actually going to integrate that. And, and one of my guests, I recall her saying that when she actually launched that new message, she kind of sat back, you know, with, with hesitation and almost fear, as you said. Yes. And, um, the response that she got, people actually started to hire her because of that. Even those mm. people who are not uh, Christians, but they really loved her approach and, and just the wording and everything on her attitude. And, and that was coming through now in her yeah. messaging because she gave herself permission to speak. And even they ask her to pray for, for them. You know, I don't know what they, they you know, but it's amazing. You just yeah. don't know through that um who who you can start to to share your faith with so um thank you for sharing that let's talk about the art the art of conquering fear because i think many uh, people who are listening and watching can resonate with your story that you just shared what are some of the things that you've learned over the years yeah so one of the things you know i, I can i can be the poster child for fear mm -hmm. <laughs> if you read my my latest book um yeah mm -hmm. lots of things in there that i never intended to see the light of day <laughs> but here they are yeah. uh, for the benefit of, of helping others. And that's, that's really what it's about. What changes people is your testimony. Mm. And so I share a lot of things in that book that I, I don't, I just have not told people because mm. I would rather just keep it moving. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we conquered that. Let's just keep it moving. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't help people. So the art of conquering fear, which is one of the things I talk about, which is what the first three chapters of the book is, is the art of conquering fear. And it's an acronym as you mm -hmm. described it. And the A stands for acknowledging you have fear. The R is for understanding the root causes of those fears. Mm -hmm. And the T is taking action. Mm -hmm. And so I'll just go back and just tell you a little bit about what each one is. So acknowledging your fear. In the book, I go through a list or I provide a list of eight statements. Mm -hmm. And if you, uh, and I'll, it's just a couple of them, for example, is um, you resist ideas and suggestions. Uh, you lack motivation and feel lazy about completing personal and professional chores. Mm. Another one, which is <laughs> resonates with me, you're easily distracted and it takes great effort to return to your task. Mm. So there's a list of, of statements just like that. And I ask people to go through and just make, make a check mark yeah. of those that resonate with you or that seem relevant to you. And if you choose, call it three or four, you probably have some level of fear in your mm. life. It may not be massive, but there's probably some things. Because what those statements identify are, are symptoms mm -hmm. of the fear. They don't say you have fear. It's just these are the things you do 
because you have an underlying fear that you've probably not addressed. Yeah. And so acknowledging you have fear, just like Alcoholics Anonymous or any other type of addiction, mm -hmm. right? The first step is acknowledging that you have a problem. And so that's what acknowledging fear, uh, acknowledging you have fear is about. That's the A. The R is about understanding the root causes of those fears. So it's one thing to say, yep, I have a fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. I have a fear of change. I have a fear of, you know, whatever. Mm. But why? Yes. Where did that fear come from? Because until you understand where it comes from, you're not going to ever be totally rid of it. Mm. It's just like trying to dig up, you know, weeds in your yard. If you don't get the root out, mm -hmm. It's going to keep coming back. Mm. It's going to keep coming back. And so when we talk about understanding the root cause of the fear, we're talking about uh, things like, you know, what's the history of that fear? Yes. We're talking about what triggers that fear and, and what, what are the, uh, how does that fear affect you? Mm. And those are the things you have to get to the root of and understand because again, if you don't, they're just going to keep coming back. I'll give you a great example. Um, and I shared this on our, on our other podcast before. Mm. But one of the things that uh, when I launched my first book or released my first book, God had also given me a vision to do a workshop or a conference. Mm -hmm. And for two years, I decided, I was like, oh, I don't think I really want to do that. And I didn't know why I was putting it off until I had a conversation with a woman from Australia mm -hmm. uh, through LinkedIn. We met and we were just getting to know each other over Skype. And she was asking me about my goals and, I was, you know, and, and vice versa. And I mentioned to her that I, I would love to do this conference around faith to conquer fear. And she said, well, what's stopping you? And I said, well, that's a really good question. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> exactly. And so she says, well, hypothetically, <laughs> if you were to do this conference, what would you, what would it look like? What would yes. the day look like? And I went through, I proceeded to tell her exactly from 8 a.m., till 5 p.m. exactly what was going to happen. I knew who my speakers were going to be, what food we were going to have, all these things. Wow. And she said, well, great. I'm going to be in the States mm -hmm. in April mm -hmm. and I'll be one of your speakers. Let's set the date and do this. And I went, <laughs> oh my God. I immediately, Emory broke out into a sweat. You know those sweats <laughs> that you don't see coming? Just all of a sudden, you <laughs> <they're there. laughs> just, oh, right? So I'm just sweating. Okay, well, yeah. sure. Let's do this. And that was four months. That was going to be four wow. months away, literally, because I was talking yeah. to her in December. I thought, oh, my God. And, and if, if you think about my background at that time and my corporate training at that time, I had been in corporate America at that point 18 years. Mm -hmm. So I had created meetings, set up conferences, done marketing. I've done all these things. So mm -hmm. there's no rational reason mm -hmm. why I should be afraid to do mm -hmm. this workshop, this yes. conference. But I was. And so... This was in December that we made this decision. So I started to pray about it. I said, Lord, I need to understand why I'm having such an issue mm. with doing this conference. I'm, I'm doing it, like we're doing it, mm. but I, don't, I need to know why I'm afraid. I mean, I'm, I'm really scared, right? And so I'm driving down the highway and it comes, uh, this memory comes to me of my 16th birthday party. And my, my, at that time, my brother-in-law, sister, and I, were, our birthdays were just days apart. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to co-host our Sweet 16. And the night of the party, a ton of her friends came, and only one, only mm -hmm. one of my friends came. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even a good friend. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just, you know, mm -hmm. he just showed up. Yeah. And so I had, what I realized in that moment was that I had a fear of rejection. 
because I thought that anything that was really important to me was not going to be important enough for other people to come to. Mm -hmm. And so that is the thing that was keeping me from wanting to do this conference because I was afraid nobody would show up. Yes. And so, uh, but that, you know, that was very enlightening. And at that time, that was 30 years ago. Wow. That had been like 30 years ago. Yeah. And I had not thought of it since then. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say, number one, when you pray and ask God for wisdom mm-hmm. to understand, he will give it to you. Yeah. Now it took two months, right? <laughs> but he will give it to you. And he gave it to me in time mm-hmm. to know why I was feeling the way I was feeling. Yeah. And I went on to do that conference for three more years. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid every year mm-hmm. that nobody would come. But I still did it afraid. We talk about that all the time, right? Do it afraid. Yes. And so that's the importance of of understanding the root cause of that fear. Now, the last one is taking action. Mm -hmm. And by taking action, I mean, uh, in the book I talk, I I think I give maybe eight or so different things you can do to take action to conquer the fear. Mm -hmm. Uh, And three that I I like especially is pretending you're solving someone else's issue. Mm. I have a girlfriend uh, from Arkansas and she was masterful at manipulating me. Let me just tell you, <laughs> masterful. She would always come and she'd go, Christy, a friend of mine is having a problem with blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, well, she should do this, 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 and this. And she said, great, do that. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, why I fail for this over and over again, not sure. Not, not sure, but mm. you know, pretending you're solving someone else's issue sometimes makes it a little easier because you think you can think more objectively. Yes. It's hard when we're, when we're in the midst of, and we're in the forest, it's hard for us to see mm. what's really happening. So that's one way that you can try to think about conquering your fear. Another one is, and we talked about this one on our last podcast as well, is surrounding yourself with people who encourage you. Mm. You're not always going to have the best spouse who, mm-hmm. you know, supports everything you do. You're not always going to have your mom around, who's your biggest fan. You know, you're not always going to have that best friend who, whatever you do, like, I'm there, girl. You're not, mm-hmm. not going to always have that. But you you can always find someone. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to be related to you. I think that sometimes we get we get it twisted and we go, well, if my husband doesn't support it, then why yeah, would I do it? True. Or if my mom doesn't even think I'm good at it, why would I do it? Mm-hmm. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. It's about, number one, understanding and having the confidence that what you are trying to do, you are supposed to be doing. Yes. That's the first thing. Mm. But then seeking out people who are like-minded, mm. who can help to push you. Because it's not just about yes people. Because that that is a dangerous, dangerous thing mm. to just be surrounded by people who just, yes. Oh, that's a great idea, Christy. Oh, that's mm. phenomenal, Christy. Oh, you look great in that dress, Christy. And it's two sizes too small. Not a good idea, yeah. right? Yeah. It's about finding people who can help and push you mm. to the next level. Mm. who will acknowledge that you're having some issues, but won't let you stay there. Mm. So that's another very important one. And then the last one I would say is imagine the outcome you desire. Yes. And I, I have not always, well, I'll, I'll say that's the part I probably do well is imagining the outcome I desire. Mm. What I don't do well is celebrating the victories along the way. Yes. Because when I'm I was doing the conference, I knew in my mind, <laughs> I want this many people. I know what the room looks like. I know mm. what the day is going to look like. But I didn't take the time to appreciate, hey, I got this speaker mm-hmm. at no cost. Mm-hmm. Hey, I just, you know, I just signed the contract mm-hmm. for the space. Hey, I just did this. All the things and mm-hmm. steps it takes to get you to the thing yes. are also to be celebrated, which is a fourth thing. Mm-hmm. So those are the, when you talk about taking action, you've got to be 
you've got to be intentional. Mm. You've got to be intentional because it's, it's one thing to say, I have a fear of rejection and I know where it came from. Mm. Okay. What are you going to do about it? Yes. Yes. The, the action that the onus is on us. Yeah. And as you so started that's, that's to the art of conquering fear. Oh, I love that. And you know, when you're telling us and reminding us, I should say, of the celebration along the way, each of those little milestones uh, continue to build the momentum, I would imagine, to really get you moving forward and yes. taking that action. Have you did you find that to be true? Absolutely. Mm. And 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 sometimes in my case unfortunately because i just i'm just that type of person i do tend to just skip right past all the good stuff i just consider it one more thing on the to-do list mm. check yes. complete it yes it takes somebody else around me to go christy do you realize what just happened mm. did you know you already got all that done and i'm going well yeah, yeah. it needed to be done <laughs> and you're like no that's a big deal mm. oh I mean, that, but that's, that's my personality. Yes. So, you know, some of the things I have to be mindful of is making sure that I do have people around me who can help to calibrate me mm -hmm. and make sure I do celebrate those, yeah. those events and yeah. things. It's fantastic. And, you know, in the Bible, we're reminded we need to be thankful to him, but that also is reminding us for the milestones and even the smallest thing I think is important to celebrate and, and validate that, um, mm -hmm. that because it gets you closer to, to yeah. that final goal. Let's talk about clarity of, of purpose because I think that, I mean, in a lot of the story and the insights that you've shared, we can really see your journey to really getting clear and it's something that evolves. But share a little bit more of that, particularly for people who are struggling with this. Yeah, and, and, I, and I probably picked this up right in the story with the spunky old broad because that is really when I started to come to understand my purpose. Mm. And I think that's that's, that's really difficult. I, I spoke to a group of young ladies at Xavier University uh, about probably a couple months ago. And the theme of their conference was uh, the butterfly. It was namaste, but it was the butterfly. And, we, and I had the section of talking about uh, the cocoon phase. And one of the things I, I, I was talking about as I, as I discussed it with them is I said, the butterfly only ever knows its purpose, right? So if you think mm -hmm. about the cocoon where first you've got the, the worm, okay? yes, yes. but then it goes into a cocoon. And when it goes into a cocoon, it's whole body, what you know as the caterpillar does not exist. Mm. It's whole everything disintegrates. It becomes mm. this mushy mess. And then it reformulates itself into what becomes ultimately the butterfly. But if you think even from the, the larva stage, it only knows to do what it takes to achieve the purpose. So when it's a larva, its job, once it hatches, is to eat, to do nothing but eat. That's its whole job. Yeah. And once it eats enough, then it's developed enough to turn into this caterpillar, which then comes this cocoon, which now the cocoon's job is to squish it, you know, make it a, ma a mess, and then produce this, cat this butterfly. And then the whole life stage starts all over again. And so we have to be so, and it's very hard, right? Mm -hmm. But we have to... So once we can identify the purpose, which I'll talk about in a second, once we can identify the purpose, we have to be so singularly focused on doing the things that it takes to achieve the purpose. Mm. Identifying the purpose is, that's the challenge, right? Yes, often. And I, I firmly believe, having gone through this process myself, <laughs> I firmly believe that intuitively, 
we all probably do know what our purpose mm. is, but in many cases, it's very scary. Yes. And I'll use myself as an example. I have known for years, um, gosh, it's even hard to say now, but I have known for years that I was supposed to be in ministry of some kind. Mm. And I have never wanted to say it because in my mind, based on my upbringing, ministry meant I had to, in my mind, I thought meant pastor a church. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you know, the, I mean, you do ministry all the time, every day. What I do now is ministry. I just yes. didn't want to call it that. Yes. But that's what I associated with ministry. So there was that fear. I mean, I literally had a fear of ministry. <laughs> if I can make that term up. Because I was, I, I was, I was attaching things to it that wasn't accurate, was it? No. which is what fear usually is anyway. Mm. It's not even accurate. Um, but I, I knew all along. Now, I don't know, you know, I, I've gotten glimpses of what God is, has shown me glimpses of what my purpose will look like or mm -hmm. how it will manifest itself. Mm. But I always knew, even when I wouldn't acknowledge it, mm -hmm. I always knew. And as I started to slowly acknowledge bits and pieces of it, I got more clarity. Yes. Right. So it's like once you acknowledge is what you were saying earlier, I think before we started, before we went live is mm. once you start to do little things, all of a sudden these doors start to open mm. and things just start to make sense. And you go, oh, well, that wasn't that hard. Mm. Oh, I actually did just minister, but I really just thought I was talking about my book. Mm. Right. Yes. So I think. I think we make purpose probably a lot harder and a lot more ethereal mm. than it really is. Yes. If we really take the time to assess. Mm. But I also think, I mean, and we're not going to gloss over this because this is a Christian podcast. Mm. You have to pray for your purpose, mm. right? If you don't know and you can genuinely say, I have no idea, Anne-Marie, why mm. I'm here on this earth, then you need to pray. You need to pray and ask God specifically to show you, mm -hmm. reveal to you, reveal, right? Reveal mm -hmm. to you your purpose in this earth because we all have one. Yes. We, God did not put anybody on this earth without a purpose. Mm. He didn't need to do that, right? He's got plenty of other people. God is God. Yeah. But he put each of us here for a specific thing. And the mm -hmm. worst thing we can do is to go to our grave not doing the thing mm. that he put us here to do. And that's what I pray. I say, God... I really need you to number one, give me the, the confidence mm -hmm. and the, the wisdom mm. to walk in my purpose yes. and, and remove the fear, mm. right? Remove the fear of me walking in my purpose and being afraid of what it will look like, because that's the other piece of it. Sometimes you, you like, okay, I, I know I'm supposed to minister, but I don't really know what that looks like. Mm. And without me knowing, I don't know if I really want to sign up for it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you know, my mom, my mom and I were talking this morning and I was sharing with her that, uh, we were, I was talking about a doctor's appointment that I have tomorrow and you know, it, it'll be what it, what it is. Mm -hmm. But she said, you know, Christy, she said, I'm, I'm sure the doctor's appointment is going to go fine. Mm -hmm. And it is, mm -hmm. she said, I'm sure it's going to go fine. But if it didn't, mm -hmm. what you have to also understand is because of the journey you're on, you have to go through some of these things. Mm. And I said, but I don't want to. 
that's just, I don't want to do that. And, and literally I, I, we talked about it. I said, mom, I said, it's literally every two years, something. And I always know I was telling a young lady at church, not, not a few weeks ago. I said, I always know when I'm on the cusp of something, a mighty move of God in my life, because I always have some type of health scare just before it happens. Just every time. Mm-hmm. every time so you got to get to that point where you're so in tune mm-hmm. right you know the devil schemes you know you know what is happening because if my message is faith mm-hmm. and it is mm-hmm. right you can't talk about faith without having it yeah um yeah. and unfortunately there are situations that require you you know require those tests mm-hmm. to continue to build your faith that's yes. what it takes yes to build your faith um so Mm, I, I love know if I that. answered the question. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. And and just letting you letting you share because I know that it's it's really impacting so many people who are watching and listening, even to the recording uh, at a later stage. And I think it's true. You know, often and, and as Christians, we know, as you said, we are all created for a purpose, for His purpose, to contribute to the kingdom. And I think many of us do run around because of fear and, and lies that the enemy is telling us to distract us, to discourage us, to um, just, you know, all of that to keep us from living our purpose. Because when we do, he knows that that's just adding to, to the kingdom. And, but I think, and I, and if I look back in my life, uh, and even in times where I have stepped forward, not really knowing what the outcome was going to be, but just trusting and having faith, we know that God will give us and has already given us the strength, the knowledge, yeah. the resources that we need to make that next move. Sometimes he's waiting for us to take that leap of faith yes. so that yes. he can meet us halfway and then go, you know what? You've just shown me that you are stepping forward. Now let's, and, but it's that waiting for us to take it's that action. Waiting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, let's talk about just do you. Uh, because I think this is so very important. Many of us try to uh, hide us ourselves in this. This really relates, I think, to clarity of purpose or look at what other people are doing and try and emulate. You know, we've all been there and done, done that, I think. But just do you. Speak a bit more about this. Oh, that is my favorite term. That's my favorite term. Just do you. I, I don't know if I came up with it, but I feel like I did. <laughs> Go ahead and claim it. It's not mine. But I'm coining it for today. Um, you know, so this is something that that I talk about because, you know, but based on my career in corporate America, when you think corporate America, you don't think spirituality, typically, right? You don't think of an environment where people openly let their faith show. And knowing that I am have always been a person of faith, mm-hmm. my faith has certainly gotten stronger over the years, but I've always been a person of faith. I've always tried so hard up until I turned 40, mm-hmm. tried so hard to make sure that I kept corporate Christie mm-hmm. and spiritual Christie mm-hmm. and never could the two cross, right? right? Never could the two cross yes. because I've got to be a certain way at work and I can be a certain way when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. And what I figured out when I when I turned 40, and I, which is the same timing as when I wrote the first book, mm. is I can only be me. Mm. It is so tiring for anybody who's ever tried to be two or three different people. Yes. And I felt like I was three people sometimes. But anybody who's tried to be, be two or three different people in a short period of time, in a day, mm. that is exhausting. Out. It is exhausting because you have... 
at some point you start to lose your own identity. Mm. You're trying so hard to be this person. Oh, I got to turn that off. And I'm mm. this person now. I got to turn that off. And, Oops. Oh my God. I said something about God in corporate America. Now mm. it's tiring. Mm-hmm. It is tiring. And I realized uh, when I turned 40 and when I didn't get this huge promotion that I was expecting to get mm-hmm. um, at work, that life's too short. Mm-hmm. Number one. Uh, number two, I am, I am good in every arena. Mm-hmm. I'm fantastic at what I do in corporate America. I'm fantastic at what I, what I'm called to do on the spiritual side. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason for me to try to be two different people. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and there's this, there's this phrase now, you know, that all the all corporations use, won't you bring your full self to work? Well, sometimes they mean that and sometimes they mm-hmm. don't. Uh, but I fully embrace bringing my full self to work, which means, you know, when things go right at work, I go, praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And everybody chuckles because they just know. Yeah. Or I will say, well, bless God. You know, but that is my, that's, that's just you. Christy. Yeah. And that, that's what I do. And mm-hmm. so I'm not going to go, well, great job when I really meant, well, bless God. Because yeah. <laughs> if it had been God, we wouldn't have gotten that sale. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it really is about being comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. Just do you is really about being comfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. and nobody else can make you comfortable, mm-hmm. right? You have to fully embrace your whole self. Who am I? Yes. Who is Christy? I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. I've got this quirk. I've got this flaw. I, you know, mm-hmm. all these things, but collectively that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And most of, and, and God created me now. There's some things I need to clean up. He didn't give me that part, right? <laughs> there's some things, there's some things that he, he probably doesn't like about me that he's going to continue to purge. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's about being comfortable in your own skin. Mm, yeah. And nobody else can make us comfortable in our own skin. We have to be, we have to do that. Yeah. And then sure. when people, and that's what I tell mm. people, when you know who you are, when you know who mm. you are, nobody can tell you otherwise. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of the things that um, really prompted me, and and I'm reminded of this daily too, is that one day we will be standing before the throne and I do not want to be in the situation where I'm told, well, you never said anything about me, so why should I say anything about you? And I thought, you know, so um, to me, and it kind of brings tears in my eyes because also too in this world, we're living in a world that, that needs to hear the message of hope, the message of love, forgiveness, that we don't have to worry about uh, anything because it's all taken Mm -hmm. care of. And I think as Christians, sometimes we don't even need to say anything. It's in our actions. It's in our interactions. It's in our conversations. It's what you laugh at. If something, if someone shares a rude joke at work, you don't need to laugh because don't laugh, you know, who, who is it? Be you. And it's in those those moments that people will start to notice a difference in you and then you don't know what will happen that will open the opportunity for you one day to be called aside so you know what I've been watching you and when everybody else is down and and, and anxious and worried you're calm what is it I want it I want what she's having I want what he's having and mm-hmm. if we can live lives like that I think we can yeah. impact one person one you know at, at a time through through that um, I agree. Yeah. So look, Christy, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you again today. Share with us how we can get in contact with you, get copies of your books. What's the best way to do that? Absolutely. So both of my books are available on Amazon. 
And they're also available on my website, which is www.empoweredspeaker.com. Fantastic. May I say a word of prayer? That's one of the things that I'm doing um, at the end of every uh, podcast. We like to end, or I like to end with a, a word of prayer and a blessing for my guests. May I do that for you? Yes, yes Fantastic. please. Great. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak today to Christy and to hear her insights and, and what she is passionate about in her ministry. Lord, there are so many of us who have got such an awesome purpose, who've been blessed with incredible gifts, strengths and talents that are just not leveraging it to the full potential because of fear, because some sometime or another something happened that had us playing small. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that this will be bound and broken, that we can step forward and really start to um, speak your truth and, and whatever purpose that you have, we pray that um, people listening and viewing today will have the courage to be able to, to do that. Father, we just want to uphold Christie's work, her mission uh, to you. Will you, she continue to find favour? And blessing. Lord, will you also be with her uh, this evening? Will you give her comfort? Will you give her strength in knowing that tomorrow when she goes to the doctor, you are there with her, the angels are surrounding her, and that you love her no, and just give her the strength. We ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so Thank much, you. Christy, for coming on the show. And um, we'll we'll have to have you back and have another conversation and dive deeper into something else because I think, uh, yeah, when, when you share uh, your message, there's so many uh, aspects of that that I hear constantly of uh, women and men struggling with that. And, you know, as you say, it, it's a journey. We evolve, don't we? And um, once we build up a certain strength and we eliminate that unhelpful belief or whatever triggers <laughs> us, that allows us then to move into the next uh, season, the next you know stage of uh, of our journey, which is of course to honour him in what we're doing. So thanks so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.bethedifferencemovement.com. That's bethedifferencemovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>